And we are live. Hi, everybody. Welcome to tonight's V Brown Bag. It is Wednesday, July 26, 2017. We've got what sounds like a fun one tonight. Um, Cody is Cody is uh, is covering Alexa. Tell me about my VMware. So it sounds like if you want Alexa to have a little bit of fun, uh, don't mute it. Otherwise, maybe it's probably a good idea to mute your Alexa if you got it next to you. Um, Cody, you want to tell us a little bit about what we're going to do? Yeah, sure. So this is a, a little bit of a precursor session. Um, I'm doing two sessions at, at VMworld on uh, various API integration stuff around around the Amazon Echo. One's part of the hackathon that's going on on Monday night. So if you guys want to learn some real detail around how to how to build Alexa API integration back to VMware using you know Python or Node, um, how to tie into Lambda, how to feed back into AWS, and actually be able to run an Alexa skill kind of real detailed, make sure you come through to that to the hackathon. Uh, again, Monday night, 6.30 to 8 is, is mine. And then on Thursday, I'm doing another one about furthering the integration. So how do we take this and, and kind of play it into other VMware products? But uh, this session tonight is just kind of a precursor and it's sort of exposing people to the kind of things we're going to cover in that and give you guys a little bit of a little bit of edge on, on learning for the next for the next day. Uh, for the actual uh, VMware session that we're going to have. Sorry, I didn't awesome. shut up Slack and got distracted. So. <laughs> it yeah, happens. That's what we're covering awesome. Cool. So just a couple housekeeping notes before we start. Um, of course, if you are here live, you probably know we are on Twitter. Um, you can tweet us questions at hashtag VBrownBag. Chris and I will be watching those. Um, <laughs> Whose picture is that? <laughs> awesome! That didn't save. That's totally not you. That's uh, that's Tim's picture. <laughs> who are who? Who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this one up so bad and blame it all on him. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do the same thing. This is not the man behind the curtain. <laughs> So, so uh, you can follow us on our on our various Twitters. Tweet us at Twitter hashtag VBrownBag, which we will be following. You can catch our global shows on the schedule on the right. Um, we are going to be at VMworld this year uh, again. Um, you can, if you're going to VMworld, you can catch us in the community. Oh, what's that room called? Community center. In the community oh. center, yes. So we're going to be doing. I think so. Hang hang space. It's been called in the past. Yeah, hang uh, space. Community center. Community village. Thank you, Graham. The community village. You guys are you guys are, yes. you guys are killing me. VM what? village. Graham. VM village. Come on. That sounds familiar. I saw that on some signs a couple of years. It's almost like you're a VMware employee or something. So specific. <laughs> like they give me my paycheck. I'll I'll be actually recording. I'll be the guy behind the camera saying three, two, one, go. So we're gonna have a a hoot and nanny. Shenanigans will be had. It'll be great. What do we do behind the camera not, there? Chris's, Chris's performance tonight is not indicative of his ability to record at VMworld. <laughs> Just want to remind everyone that. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, go. All right, beautiful. No, wrap it up. Let's hey, go. Chris, Chris slash Tim, uh, what do we what do we do at the camera at VMworld? What what are we doing there? We will be recording the the tech talks uh, in the VM Village, taking care of um, 
we're going to be doing four tech talks per hour, um, knocking out a whole ton of amazing, amazing uh, content from from various people who um, who are are going to be coming along. Uh, we we have the entire list in in the the um, What's the name of that spreadsheet? What's what's the um, the scheduler? We are we're in the scheduler this year, so you can take a look at all of our all of our content and all of the people that are going to be speaking this year, of of which I'll be one. So I'll be hosting and presenting. Yay! Sweet. Um, I think that's all I've got, other than your your wrong picture. Uh, so I apologize. That's okay. He's far better looking than I am. <laughs> At least it's not the other picture that I sent you that I said I was going to use. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Awful drawing. All right. All right, Cody, if you're set, I'm going to uh, make you the presenter here in just a second. Absolutely. You ready to roll? Button, button, right. who's got the button? Screen going, one second. All right, do we see the session catalog? Yes, we do. Cool, so just a quick selfish plug. These are my two sessions. Uh, you know, the first one is the hackathon training, uh, integrating VMware APIs with Amazon Echo. Uh, William Lamb will be dropping by, and we'll be we'll be taking care of that session together. Uh, it's going to be a real a real blast this year. They've given us dedicated hardware from a server perspective to do our to do the actual learnings on. It's, it's going to be a blast. Stop by, uh, even drop in for a few and head over to one of the others. There's there's four running at the same time. The, mine is obviously the Echo one. There's a Clarity UI one going, there's a Cloud Native one going, and there's a uh, PyVMommy one. So getting started with the Python SDK uh, for VMware. So stop by, have a blast. I think there's beer involved. So that's, that's going to be so thing. cool. I'm totally going to that one. Yep. And there's also uh, somebody just I glanced over and saw a question, and it was already answered. But yes, the tech talks are in the schedule builder. So if you search Cody Yarklin in quotes, or you type in hackathon, You'll find it, and you can filter down, obviously, by the brown bag tech talks, so on and so forth. So, with that out of the way, we're going to talk a little bit about um, how we build integration with Amazon Echo. Uh, those of you who don't know what an Amazon Echo is, an Amazon Echo is the little devices that Amazon puts out that have uh, basically voice control capability, the ability to talk to it and it'll respond back. You can ask it things to play certain kinds of music. You can ask it directions, places, so on and so forth. Um, they're pretty cool little devices. I bought one specifically for the reason of wanting to play with it in my lab. I knew that they had a pretty deep Python uh, Python integration kit, um, and I thought, man, with the APIs we have, both the REST APIs as well as the Python SDK, there's a ton we could do with this. Uh, but once I started started playing with it and started digging into it, I found that you know it kind of opened up my eyes to how easy it is really to get started with, with VMware's APIs. So I started playing with it, put out a couple of videos, they're on my blog, thehumblelab.com, um, and the community kind of really, really embraced it and thought it was a really fun thing, and that's kind of where I ended up talking with B. Brownback about doing, about doing a presentation around it. So 
there's a few components that we're going to use to get started. We're going to talk a little bit about using uh, Python and Flask and what Flask is and how it plays in this, along with Flask Ask. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Node.js and using Node.js to host a skill. We're actually going to create a skill tonight live. We'll, we'll build one. We'll hook into the REST API, have my lab up and running. Not going to bomb like my second Vic video did. We're going to be successful tonight. Positive energy, right? Awesome. Uh, we're going to we're going to go in and we're going to set up that skill inside of uh, inside of Amazon, and we're going to use ngrok to basically act as a, a proxy tunnel to enable communication back. So we're going to jump right in, get started. We're going to be using uh, Visual Studio Code. I'm a huge fan. I know Chris is a huge fan of uh, Visual Studio Code. Um, I've been using it pretty much exclusively for all of the work I've been doing around my Alexa integration. So it's a great platform. It's free. It's got a great set of plugins to use with it. So just in the interest of giving people a full picture of the plugins that I'm running to do some of these integrations. Um, I have a lot of stuff in here for Angular and Node. That's from some of the Clarity UI work I've been doing. Uh, but also it's tied back into the Alexa work. Uh, for tonight, specifically, we're going to focus on some of the Node.js extensions. We're going to focus on the IntelliSense extensions. NPM is going to be used. And then a lot of the Python ones. It's important to note that once these are loaded, it's not, not like we're right-clicking on something and say, use this plugin. These are running in the background. These are giving us shortcut keys. They're giving us syntax highlighting. So it's not something that I'm going to bring up and say, look, now we're using Magic Python. It's just going to be consumed. So there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm not always using either. So some of that could be cleaned out, but I just wanted to really show a highlight of the kind of plugins that we're working with, especially as we get into more of these B Brown bag sessions where people are using code. I think it's a good good idea to share the plugins that you use to get more productive in, in the platform. Yeah, if, if you could, do you have an output of that? Is there a way to output the uh, extensions that you're running? I'm sure there is. I'll have to, I'll have to look at it. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, okay. But I'm sure there so is. Can post in the show notes afterwards, so that people could um, could uh, if they if they want to run what you're doing it later on, we can we can show them how how to uh, get all the stuff in the extensions going too. But we'll do it later. We'll do that cool. later. So with that being said, we're going to jump over to just take a quick look at Amazon. They have a pretty detailed page with all of the functionality and learning how to build your first skill. Uh, they tend to recommend building your skill in AWS Lambda, which is their code running platform. Uh, it works great. There's no issues with Lambda, but I wanted to focus on building it on-prem. Um, not that I ever think this is going to develop into a real product per se, uh, but I really wanted to have an on-prem solution and be able to show that to my customers when I go out and do quick little API demos. Right. It's, a lot of the customers in my vertical aren't really going to expose their vCenters to the edge. Um, so just, it made more sense for my use case. But so for tonight, we're going to work on deploying it on my kind of quote unquote on-prem infrastructure. It, at the actual VM world, I will demo getting it set up in Lambda and having um, a Python API gateway or a Node.js API gateway that will write in class uh, to actually get that API data out. So. Sign into my account so you can kind of see that we're somewhat of a barren, a barren setup. We have my main, uh, main skill that I deployed, which is just my control center skill that I've been using to do just my demo videos of stuff I've recorded. We can go into the metrics. We can see runs, how much it's been used, what calls have been made about against it. It's calmed way down 
right now because of the fact that I've been focused on um, building different skills and they were in a different uh, test category that I'm not using now and I deleted that so we could run the test tonight. So it's important to understand how the communication takes place. When you fire up your Alexa, you're gonna say something like, you know, Alexa, start skill. We're gonna name our skill inside of this Alexa skills kit. And if we jump in and do add new skill, you can see that we're gonna actually set up an invocation name. So if we were, what we're gonna be calling tonight is, we'll call it the brown bag skill. We may end up, uh, end up hitting, a, uh, hitting a barrier there because it is interpreting voice. So it should process it as the letter plus the word, but if not, we'll do something like that to fix that. So might have a little live troubleshooting on that. Um, we're gonna set up that invocation name so that you'll say, Alexa, start V brown bag skill, and it's gonna give us a response, which is called the, the launch response. And we're gonna use the launch intent to process that. You can have that start either a function, you can have it just repeat back a phrase. I tend to have a repeat back a phrase and then maybe a simple explanation of what you should look up, right? Like, Hi, I'm B Brown Bag Skill. I can look up your list of VMs or count your total amount of VMs in your environment. Very simple. Once you ask that, it's going to actually reach out to the defined endpoint, which we're gonna configure inside of here. We can't click it now because we have to fill out the rest of the information first. Um, it'll reach out to that environment, grab whatever API you plugged in. Um, your Our Flask website or our Node.js website will respond back with a, basically a JSON response that'll have all of the information. Alexa will then interpret that and read back what we say, um, whether it's the welcome message, whether it's a function we wanna run, so on and so forth. From there, it'll prompt us for a skill, or prompt us for, I'm sorry, a, uh, an invocation or an utterance that will say, so something like, report VM count. Because Alexa is listening, it's gonna take that, that phrase that we say, it's gonna look at the utterances that you've configured, and it's gonna look for a match vocally based on how it's spelled out. It's then going to call the uh, function associated with that, which in our case, we'll call an API gateway. It'll then take that response and read it back. So we'll have to actually format those responses inside of either Python or Node. Uh, use an example of get VM count, which is the one we're gonna build tonight. We're gonna get a larger list of basically a JSON response back of all the VMs in our environment. We're gonna have to do like a length call on that to read back the total amount of VMs. So I'll pause real quick for any big questions or things people would especially wanna see tonight. Anybody have any thoughts, comments, concerns, prayers? Uh, no concerns. I, I want to see all the things. Um, I'm very jazzed about this this episode. So I'm going to ask it before anybody else does because I know it'll probably come up. Uh, what about Google Home users? <laughs> Who cares? I mean, <clears throat> I didn't say that. It is a totally, <laughs> it is a, it is a totally fair question. Um, I'll be completely transparent. I haven't looked at the Google Home as much um, because the Echo came out first. Um, I was more focused on that. I did do a little bit of research a couple nights ago after some internal conversations. I didn't find a lot about um, being able to kind of configure your own skills and host them internally. Google had released a, basically an API toolkit that was a website that you could build off of. It's entirely possible I just didn't stumble upon it. I, I looked for a whopping like hour. Um, so it's not like I invested a ton of time. Uh, 
So I don't know how easy it is to do with the Google Home at this point. I suspect it's not as easy, but could be wrong. So I, I would love for the audience to tell me I'm full of it, and that's not the case. So. Tweet action. Got that one out of the way. I'm good. All right. So before we get too far into this, I'm going to bring over another tab. And I know that we're doing some future um, some future sessions around APIs, so I don't want to go too far into kind of into the weeds, so to speak, on on API calls and, and all of that. Um, but I do want to show just a brief kind of glance at you know a regular sort of API call. So if we jump into our actual v, to a, calling an V center, we'll do a post operation. Uh, most common API, API calls are either posts or gets. There's obviously tons of reasons why you do something else, but more commonly we see a post, which is sending information to a server and waiting for a response, or a get, which is sending a request to a server and processing the response back. So in our case, we'll do a post. These are the headers that we'll want to use. So if anyone's following along, you'll want to use these. You want to leave API session ID null. This can be any value. It just has to be something. So we can go, that's fine too. We're going to use basic auth. And what that's going to do on the back end is it's going to convert it to basically like a base 64 string. So you'll see what that looks like once we do this. And what we're doing here with this API endpoint is we're grabbing, grabbing a session ID. And what that's going to do is establish an open session on our, our vCenter environment that we can then call in subsequent requests. You see we threw in a bad request here. Why did we throw in a bad request here? We see it converted down to the, uh, to the basic as we expected. I'm going to check the server to make sure everything's good. Not entirely certain why it's responding with that. We're using a sample, just a sample response. Either way, I know it works on the call that we're going to be working on, so we don't need to work in Postman right now. I'm not going to debug that while we're talking about it here. This is a good example of a JSON response, however. We can see key value pairs being responded back, default message, found unexpected fields, password, username, and structure. 
weird because we should be actually posting a password username back. So go figure. Just try and move fast. All right. No matter. No matter. Moving along. So we're going to jump into code now, and we're going to start working on our actual first our first skill. We're going to use something at, for our web framework that's called a Flask. So bringing that over, Flask is fun. Flask is a simple web framework for um, for Python. It'll let you take Python functions and run them as a part of a web page. Now there are major companies that use Flask as a as a web backend or web front end. Very common platform. If you go out and Google websites that use Flask, you'll see some crazy examples that you wouldn't expect to be running on, on Python. For us, we're going to be basically using this as, as a simple API gateway. If we grab one of my earlier skills that I built, and this is the one that's built on my blog, you can see we're doing some simple imports around Flask. We're using a separate file that has our stuff hard-coded in it. Did you mention your blog? Our I did. I did earlier. Okay, cool. So this has a quick step back, just to remind everyone of that blog. There you go. If there's an integrating Echo VMware post, it should still be on the front page. Hmm. You can see it'll take you through step by step how to do all the stuff that we're talking about on here tonight. See, we go through and do authentication calls, so on and so forth. All good things. Follow blog posts. It's pretty legit. It's a great website. Not to not to tout it to. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Oh. I love it. I'm, I'm there a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So we're gonna use Flask, but instead of using my previous example that was already successfully built, I want us to build our own tonight. It's 5:53, so if we kick it into high gear, we should be fine. So we're gonna make just a simple simple new Python file, we'll call it we'll do simple from flask import flask we're also going to do importing flask ask which is the Alexa skill kit so flask ask Alexa skill kit this is actually a, uh, a skill kit created by a guy named John Wheeler. I thought I had the GitHub up. I'm pulling it up real quick now. And basically what this skill kit does is it makes it, uh, typically if you wanted to write an API for a Alexa skill from scratch, you would need to account for all of the ways the JSON would be structured to push back into uh, Amazon Web Services. In this case, um, with the Flask Alexa skill kit, it'll actually let you wrap your functions in decorators that will handle all of that on the back end automatically. So all you're doing is basically calling a function and saying, hey, when this intent is hit, and intents are commands for Alexa to use, call these functions. Uh, Alexa skill kit will handle that, so Flask ask. Uh, remember for each of these, those of you who aren't Python savvy, you'll wanna make sure that for each one of these commands, You'll do a pip install flask, which will come back that it's already installed. Pip install flask ask. 
which obviously was updated, so that's cool. Uh, and PIP is just basically it's Python's installation platform. So it's how you install additional packages for Python. So with these two, we can get started. And if we go and just do a simple, a simple page, we can do app at dot route with flats, we define routes. And those of you who work in something like Node.js will be really familiar with the concepts of creating routes for, for things. And we'll go create a function, home page. And all it's going to do is just return simple text. From here, we'll drop in some boilerplate configurations for Flask. And we will be off to the races. So now if we save this, oops, I didn't finish the command there, I was wondering why. We're going to import ask, which is basically telling how you will ask Alexa question. Statement, which is going to be a response, and question, which is a type of utterance you're going to say to Alexa. There we go. Now if we do a Python bbb.py. Oh, what did I do wrong? Oh, oops. You have to instantiate Flask. And then we'll also set up flask ask, which will pipe in app, and we're going to throw it behind the brown bag. Now if we go ahead and pop up a new Google window, or Chrome window, I should say, we hit localhost 5000, voila. So our web server is running now. Now from here, you could do Simple little Flask educational session. If we went in here and did oops. now, if we go back in and go. Um, you can see how a Flask, you can start to develop these more complex web pages. Now, we're just doing a simple return statement here, but there's a whole templating engine and ability to return those templates and build out really complex skills. Uh, my more advanced skill actually has Clarity UI baked into Flask, and it brings an entire inter interface along with it. So um, for this case, we don't need any other web pages. This first route is more of just a placeholder than anything. We don't even need to actually have that there. We're going to dive into our actual skills now. We're going to use the at ask decorator because we're working with the Alexa skill kit and we define that up here. We'll do at ask dot launch. Launch implies when the skill is actually launched. 
we're going to use this new skill that we've created. And what we'll do is we'll do, we're gonna get the vCenter appliance help. Always good to name your functions along the lines of what you're trying to actually do. For now, we're gonna do a simple response back. We're gonna return a statement of something snarky. Now we're not actually calling any APIs yet, obviously, but not a terrible idea at this point for us to go through and actually just do a simple test to make sure we're set up. But in order to do that, we need to be able to expose the system out to the outside. In my blog post, I talk about using something called ngrok to do that. And ngrok is a secure tunnel to local host. Imagine that. So you can use ngrok to actually expose an HTTPS URL all the way to your endpoint over a specific port. So it's going to create a secure tunnel and allow us to actually have Amazon talk back to our local host, so the PC I'm working on right now. Important note for Alexa, it does require SSL communication to be in place. So you will want to make sure that when you're not using Ngrok, if you host on a real server, that you're getting an actual cert. I use Let's Encrypt on my, my skill, but I also bought a wildcard cert for my lab, so that'll be on there as well. So with Ngrok, you don't have to worry about that. It's going to give you an HTTPS URL that has their cert on it. So good stuff. So we know this is running on port 5000 locally, so we're going to go ngrok HTTP URL 5000. That's going to give us this address and localhost 5000. Very, very cool. Uh -huh. We're going to copy this URL. We're going to use that in a few. We're going to pop into our actual Alexa developer account. We're going to click on Alexa. Getting started. We're going to do add new skill. We didn't save that other one, so all brown bag just for simplicity. We can read through all of these. Uh, I won't go through them all today, but I'm gonna use the kind of default settings that we would want to use. Oh, no, we'll save. Go to the next screen. We're gonna grab just a template that I built for, for our intent schema, which is based in a JSON. Now, these would normally apply to each intent, but we don't have all of those in place yet. So we're going to go ahead and just clip the majority of them out for now. We're going to build onto this later. So this is a simple launch intent. So we'll leave no intent in place for now. Uh, all we're going to be checking to see is if our skill actually launches. launches. We're not going to run anything right out of the gate. We're going to build just, a, you know, just for completeness so we can save on time, we'll build another intent also, so I can demo the entire thing. 
we can copy this function here and paste it down again. And let's see, we'll do account intent to count our the VM VMs in our environment. So share account. We're going to switch this to ask intent, and we're going to name the intent share count. Now, one thing you'll notice is if you try to go to slash share count, it's not going to work. It's not a, it's not a route. It's an intent. So these don't pertain to individual URLs. These are, uh, in, apply to Alexa intents and skills on that side of things. For now, we're going to change this to launch because it being named something else is going to drive me crazy. We'll save this. We watch it flask automatically reload. So now we have to account for this share count intent. So if we pop back into our echo, intent name, share count, we'll go. Intent plus phrase. And you see they accept Lambda. You don't have to use an SSL cert if you use Lambda, but since the breaks, we're going to use an HTTPS URL. We're going to use it in North America. And now we're going to go in here. We're going to copy our NGROC URL. Now, this is an important part here because we have the URL, but we also defined a specific URL that launches the skill right up here. So we're going to need to grab this. Someone's Slack just went off. Chatting on the job. Use slash B brown bag. We'll go next. We have a cert already, so we're good there. Now what's cool is this is enabled now. So this is an active skill. And we know this skill is running inside of here. So thus begins the live demo. I took my echo off of mute just now. Alexa, start brown bag. I don't know yet. You tell me. So if we look what happened there, I didn't update this to reflect something different. So if we had a clever welcoming message, I don't know why I capitalized every word there. Now there's something interesting that happened here that you guys can't see. <laughs> if I save this, this is important. If I save this, now if I run this again, Alexa is going to automatically shut off afterwards. And now she's listening to me say this long sentence because I said her name out loud without muting it first. Sorry, I'm not sure. So that being said, the reason why she is going to shut off immediately after her launch is because this is set as a statement. 
Notice how we imported two things here. We imported a statement, which is telling something, and a question, which expects an answer. Your launch skill should always be in the form of a question. If it's a statement, you're never going to be able to respond. Another thing to point out real quick, if we go back into our Alex skill, we'll always want to remember what our actual utterances were. For me, I found that it was a really good best practice for when I was building these skills to create a intense.json file and an utterances.txt file. So now within that JSON, we'll drop our current JSON file or JSON configuration for our intents, and we'll drop our most current sample utterances in. And this lets us keep an eye on what we have actually configured and what we can actually ask our, our echo. So we're going to ask our echo now to count for me. She's going to respond very snarkily. Alexa, start brown bag. JD brown Can you put Not your mic me. closer to the Alexa? I don't have many. Stop asking questions. Notice I didn't give Alexa very good grammar. <laughs> was it was it hearable the second time, Chris? Yeah, yeah, it was better the second time. So for the ones who couldn't hear that whole thing go through, I'll just do a quick demo again. Alexa, start brown bag. Count for me. I don't know how many. Stop asking me questions. And again, just to point out, because I set her as a statement there, the skill ends and closes down. So if we had had an additional intent for basically the um, what would be the closing or the, the ending intent, she would say her final message and shut off. So now we want to go ahead and pipe this into being actually ready for um, for consuming the actual API. I like to do this a bit different. You could do all of this inside of this function here. You could run through the entire process, but I like to create a separate file that will actually run essentially the the API functions of, of the platform. So we're going to create a new file. We're going to call it vSphereAPI.py. And we're going to change this a little bit to import the requests module. And then we're also going to import something that will deal with certificate issues. Basically, this will tell us to ignore certificate problems across the board. Now it's about just simply creating normal, normal Python code at this point. My example on the website shows building, basically building this out from a uh, using config parser. And config parser is uh, a Python module that lets you kind of define a any file and feed it values to have it return and, and be able to um, store those configuration files in a flat file. We're going to do them just inline code this time because we don't care about security anyways. So let's go ahead and get our VM count. We're going to create a new function called VM count. 
We'll define a count array that's empty. And now we're going to start playing with the actual API. So we're going to, we know that the API endpoint for what we're trying to do, having down a little bit, actually put it up here. That is the REST API endpoint for what we're trying to do. Python's an object-oriented programming language, so we're going to create these objects as, kind of as we go. Now, if we had just created an object around this, we would simply return a massive JSON array. We're going to do a little bit of, of trickery here to get this to actually fit, and I'm going to copy and paste code that I had used uh, previously just to save time on typing. We're going to do a for loop around this. We're going to run a function called a get API data that's going to go through and hit uh, use the requests um, request package to call uh, our API endpoint. We're going to change this around a little bit because we have to drop value out because this is uh, referencing an old configuration. Uh, and then this will call out appropriately. The URL, we're going to change this to vCenter API. Perfect. So I just wanted to interject. Graham had a good idea here. He said it would be a good idea to separate off the actual code, like the API calls from the interface. And he said that would make it easier to port over to Google Home. And I'm not a super code guru, but but I think he's got a point in if you were to try to port something over with Python, if you kept the API stuff separate. Uh, totally. That, that might make it a and little easier in the future. That's actually how I do it in the Node.js module that I'll go through at, um, at VMworld. It's completely separate in there. So it's a good suggestion, Graham. I dig it. I dig it. Now, you'll notice we're calling a function here called get API data, and this is one I built previously but it's not in here yet. So we're going to drop in two more functions that I had, um, actually I had found online that I kind of tweaked for my own for my own good. And these are ones that will actually go out and do two separate things. The first thing it's going to do, because we're calling this function, the get API data function in here, it's going to run this one first. And it's going to take the request URL as an input, which we've created up here. Or actually this whole thing ends up being the actual uh, request URL. So it's going to dump that in. It's going to use create an object around the authentication around auth vCenter username password. It's going to call this function here. It's going to go through and it's going to pull a session down. And it's basically, it's going to return that session ID, which we're then going to feed into uh, into the get API data, which then also going to call this API endpoint. So there's kind of a there's a series of things that happen here. Get API data is called. It does an authentication, stores that authentication data. It's then going to do the request against the API URL that was defined inside of the first function. It's going to return that data as a, as a JSON back to this value. It's going to go through all lines in it. It's then going to do a length against that array and tell us how many it is, and that's going to be P. Now, if we wanted to get crafty, we could do this in straight Python just to test out and make sure everything was going to work right. 
So we know this is going to expect a user and password input. So if we do up here at our top, we'll go user. Drop these in, just get those variables in place. Now we can drop each one of these functions in to our Python shell just to see what they actually do. Now if we do VM, VM count, Because I'm using the shell, I have to import this stuff also. Python pros be like, look at this noob. There we go. This is because I changed the variable name for my original script. Just make sure everything's good there. So we'll replace this function again with the newly updated one. Now return to nothing. Let's see if anybody, any Python pros can tell me why it returns nothing in the chat real quick. Going once, going twice, because I didn't include a return statement at the bottom. So if I did a return P, thirty-one returns. So now we know so we know at this point that all of this is actual actually functional. We know that this all actually returns data and authentication actually works. So now we need to bring this stuff over into our actual functions here. We have twelve minutes left. We're totally gonna make it. Oh, we're we're fine for time. From B2 API, we're going to import our function that we created. which I already forgot the name of, VM count, VM count. And now we're going to start to recraft the share count statement. We're going to tell it to run the function, which is going to return that value, but it's going to actually return the JSON. So. Actually, it's going to return the full count because we formatted the JSON and the other function. So now we're going to have count message equals, number of virtual machines in this vCenter is. Can't do it that way, or you could do some nifty plus and add it on there. I just like to use the dot format method. 
Then we return statement because we're not gonna we're gonna have it end after after this count message. Now we have to restart our function because we dropped out for our quick little live demo-y thing there. We're back up and running. NGROC never stopped, so we don't have to change anything there. So now, if we go in and we run that same that same uh, actual utterance again, the count for me utterance, it should come back and tell us the total amount of virtual machines in the environment. Let's give it a try. Alexa, start Brownback. Casey Brown bag. Cody's demos don't always fail. Count for me. The total number of virtual machines in this center is 31. What's interesting is if you watch it as it's running and as you know, you look at the actual server that's running, you'll see this post command happen against that URL, and that's part of the actual integration from or the interaction from uh, the Alexa website back to back to our essentially a web server in this case. So let's build one more function real quick while we have a few more minutes left. We originally, we talked about building just a health function and that health intent would look and see how many or how the health of our actual appliance is. So now we're gonna do another intent. We're gonna go ask.intent, we'll call it vCenter health. Health intent. We have to pop back in and actually build that function to actually get us the health of the environment. Now, for anyone who's curious, how do we learn what the REST API endpoints for vCenter is? We can go into API Explorer and pull all of these out and we can see what we would expect to get back. So we can even go in and we could pull individual VMs back and look and see what the expected response is gonna be and how we would parse that data down. For this, we want just a simple example. So we're gonna do appliance. We're gonna look at health. You look at health memory used, what the memory status of the platform is, what the load status is, and it's gonna give us color stack. We can look at system and get system status, which is actually what we're going to use for this example. So I'll move this over to the side so it's out of the way so we can get to our code. We're always going to use that get API data function first because it's going to be what controls our authentication. I want to point out that this is the way this code is written here is very old. Um, it's really inefficient in the sense that it's going to create a new uh, API session ID every single time. We would optimally want this to be set up in a way that uh, in a way that reads the session ID, and that's done in my more advanced uh, skill that will be demoed more at VMworld and talked about and shown and the repo will be released then. So we're gonna call this function with the URL that we talked about before. So that's these curly braces because we're gonna use this vCenter API up here. vCenter, or sorry, appliance health system. 
We're going to pull in vCenter API. Cool. What this does is it takes the object and dumps it out to JSON. And we can get very interesting and go print J. All right, so this will all function now. We could go in and test it in here, but we don't actually need to. We've already verified that the authentication works, so all we need is the API endpoint to work and the ability to actually read through the JSON to work. We're gonna save that, it's gonna reload. We're gonna pop over in here. We've already started working on our health intent over here, so that's good. We have to import that function in too. Now, just for grins, we're going to change this to a question. We're going to do the same thing down here. So now, pop quiz. Are we ready to test? So the first person who responds with why our test will fail, I will make a $10 donation to a charity of your choice, which VMware will match. So the first person who responds why this test will fail, you'll get to get $10 to a charity of your choice. Um, Stephen Karn says, uh, yes, but it will never end. Is that correct? You're wrong, Stephen. No. That, is, that is incorrect. Uh, Graham says, no "Why answer? Why will it? Why will it not work?" My answer is yes. It's always okay to test it. I don't have an answer of why it's going to fail, but yes, testing is always good. So uh, the the next responder was Graham with no question defined in Amazon Alexa setup. Good answer, Graham. I'll take it. I'll take it. It doesn't use the terminology as expected, but you, you're, you're on the right path, so I'll take it. I just want to point out that Graham actually did this last time and got a donation to, to a charity of his choice, so that you'll, we'll, we'll think up offline about that one again, Graham. Basically, <laughs> where we're going with that is... It's so good for the charities. We need to set up both the intent, so we need to define the, that the intent exists, and we also need to set up the sample utterance. So we'll pop back in here to our JSON. And we'll go. And then we need to name our intent. 
or I have to grab our intent name, I should say. Help if I formatted it correctly. This is why I do it in code first so that I can see little mistakes like this. And then we need to define how we talk to it. Now it's going to go through and it's going to do an update. And this is how Alexa knows what it can do. That's all we have to do. We have to wait for this to finish. We don't have to go in and change the API URLs. None of that stuff has to change. As soon as that finishes, so this update, might be Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to steamroll you. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. Um, this right here uh, will be where we can test. So Graham's, Graham didn't explain it, you know, correctly technical. What what is the correct term? So you didn't have that you didn't have that question defined in the instantiation of that class. What is the actual yep. like programmatic term for what was wrong? You have to set up the intent and the utterances. So Alexa has to understand what intent it's going to call inside of the like basically the function list, what the name of the function that's going to be called, you know, these intents here. And then the utterance, which is the phrase that we as humans use to interact with that intent, right? So report my vCenter health is going to come back and call that this intent. So I'm, I'm almost certain that's what Graham meant by it. Um, but it's just it's called intents and utterances. It's the configurations of intents versus utterances. So this is updated now. Our web server's running. So by all accounts, if we pop in now and actually run this, we run report vCenter health, it's going to run. It's also going to ask it in the form of a question. So we can chain these together now. Another interesting thing that we'll demo afterwards is the fact that we could run these both as one function. Let's do a quick demo. We're running low on time. Hold, hold the mic closer to the uh, Alexa, please. Alexa, start brown bag. Count for me. Report vCenter health. So obviously I didn't format it correctly inside of the actual code. We we could because hear it came talking, back with but it. we couldn't hear what what it was what it was that she said. It was it was very faint. Oh, interesting. I wonder why it got quiet on us. Basically, she reported back a very jar garbled version of what it should have been. So it was actually the uh, actual hex value, or not hex value, the actual value of of this, not the actual string value. Gotcha. Okay. So it was, a, it was more of a formatting issue. So then if we wanted to do a chain of these, it would be just as simple as running both of these together inside of one intent and adding on the message at the end to call them both. And then you would, or you could create a third one and do it that way too. So. Um, 
as we wrap up, another cool thing, you know, we talked a lot about the Python version, and this obviously is a functional skill that's calling API. This was very basic, and it was intended to be very basic because we're going to go through a deep how-to around all of this in an hour and a half at VMworld, um, where we're going to talk about the Node version as well as the Flask version. Um, this was more meant to expose and show the stuff that we're looking at. The Node version for JavaScript people is very, very, very easy to use. Um, big shout out to Stephen Carnes who's on here right now for helping me troubleshoot the node version because I was not a JavaScript guy and he is a is a JavaScript and Angular wizard. So huge thanks for helping me get that working. Nice. Yeah, any uh, any questions? Uh, a couple of quick ones. Um, can you have multiple utterances for each intent? Absolutely. So let's pop out, now that you guys have seen kind of just a sample skill, if we pop into my control center one, which is a much more kind of mature skill, so to speak, it's using also the beta interaction module. We can see that. It's fine when I have multiple. Oh, none of them have multiples anymore. It's as simple as going in and just assigning additional ones to that same name. So if we go back to the actual skills kit. Back. And we go into the interaction mo module and we go All of those phrases now will actually trigger that response. Um, another thing we didn't get to touch on is you can actually, and we'll talk, talk about this a lot more in the future, you can actually have Alexa change the way she speaks, um, different voice tones, different uh, volumes, emphasis, you can have her read numbers out. So there's an entire uh, markup language around how to build responses out that we haven't even talked about. Um, and just for just for grins, as we look at the way things kind of grow and how how different this gets as it gets up to scale. If we look at this is my more advanced skill that has NSX integration. Um, this one talks to William Lamb made some changes to have it communicate with the vSAN APIs. There's management objects there. We've set it up to be able to function with uh, Power CLI, so we can run Power CLI commands and process the responses. Uh, the NSX integration, again, I can create a virtual wire, so we can actually have it go out and have, tell it to build a virtual wire, and it will go out and actually create it. Um, as I mentioned before, I created a UI around it. So if we, <coughs> excuse me, if we pop in, we do a. Many of you have seen this demo already. <laughs> this is actually running the whole the whole Alexa or the whole Alexa integration in a container. So we set it up to actually run in a container instead of running in developer mode and running behind a UWSGI and actually able to service many requests at the same time. Now if we go into the UI setup, which has 
shirt off on it and it's configured, we'll see that NSX is actually configured there and set up. Well, it's blank right now, but if I go on and do and fill that out, I can actually tell my control center to create an NSX wire for me, and it'll go out to NSX over the API and build a, a logical wire inside of there. Taking it a step further, it'd be easy for me to integrate a database with this and plug in you know, a few defined networks and have a function built that over REST would go in and create the wire, pull down the next available network, and automatically stand up a whole new network, adding it to my, my OSPF configuration. We could literally sit here and start pinging it and watch as the, the voice command built the wire and then it started responding to pings. So it's pretty powerful, pretty powerful API stuff. Other questions? That was a tangent. Uh, do you know if Voice Labs is the only monetization platform for Alexa developers? From what I understand right now, it's the only uh, monetization platform. There's I've heard of, in the community, I've heard some issues around larger skills and the cost that it takes to run a skill. Um, I know Amazon released a developer program recently that gave some uh, capacity inside of Lambda and um, EC2 to be able to do more skill-related stuff, but it's still capped. So I think that there's some people that are holding back on the real monetization aspect of, of kind of voice skills because of the amount of money it might potentially cost them from a Lambda um, Lambda and ECC perspectives to host all of that. Uh, that's just a speculation. I've heard people talk about being concerned about it. I don't know of anybody that's ever popped into the Slack channel for Alexa and said, oh my God, I just got a $10,000 bill. So. Okay. Um, Steve has another question. Looking through the Looking through Flask Ask documentation, it states that questions keep the session open. In your last demo, you had only questions and no statements to end the session. In that case, are you just uttering cancel to close it down, or is there a set number of seconds when the session automatically cancels? We could do a cancel statement and have that be an utterance that would exist, and it would be like an end intent, but there's a built-in timeout. So it'll automatically time out a session after about five seconds, unless you have a reprompt in there. So if we were doing a reprompt uh, call, uh, it would actually come back and ask you, hey, are you still there, or whatever you configured for the reprompt. So. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, looks like one last one. Uh, do you need multiple skills? Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, do, do you need multiple skills for multiple languages? So when we talk about multiple languages, are we talking about multiple person languages, like a Spanish skill versus an English skill? Yes. I believe that there's a translation uh, code that can be plugged in to actually handle uh, utterances in different languages and do the translation for you. I haven't used it, so I don't know how easy it is to use. But as I understand it, it is it is possible. Cool. Okay. Yeah, your 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 microphone's getting a little bit wonky. Um, it's 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 uh. How's that? Any better? Uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's sometimes coming in and coming out. When you were talking before, it went out, but then it came back in again. So um, I don't know if it, if you're running on batteries or anything, but it seems it seems a little a little glitchy. It's all good. Sorry, guys. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> it it almost sounds like your noise cancellation is doing too good of a job to cancel you out. <laughs> kind of. Fair enough. 
just giving you guys a quick peek at the Node.js skill. Uh, I don't want to go through it now because it's we're already 10 minutes over, and I don't want to keep people too late who are trying to get back to families and whatnot. Um, but Node.js skill functions very similarly. We define out the app. We call an intent. Um, the really cool thing about the Node.js skill versus the other skill is that, as we drum roll, the Node.js skill comes with a package that'll actually host a full-on server for you locally. And on that server, oops, that wasn't right. This will actually give us a full simulator around it. So instead of having, before I discovered this, and this is one of the reasons why I actually, I prefer to code in Python, but I prefer to do my Alexa work in, uh, in Node now, mostly because of the simulator. So you can see that with something like this skill, which has an NSX wire skill, VM count skill, and a session status skill, uh, or intent rather, it gives us the schema out that we can copy and paste, it gives us all of our utterances that we've coded into the ship to the to the actual code and then it also lets us do um, actual testing against it so if i go in here and i do launch request and i hit send request it's going to tell me what the code would say back it's going to give me the ssml code if i go in and do an intent request and i grab nsx wires you can see i've built a bit more of an advanced skill here using you know, break time, say as digits instead, so on and so forth. Like this skill right here connects into the NSX API. And we use uh, a node package, an NPM package called, um, called SSML Builder to actually handle that. So this will get a lot more play at VMworld. As always, um, you know, I'm always welcome to, I'm always willing to talk about this stuff. I'd love to hear from the community. I'd love to hear how you guys want to use it, what you could see happening, um, how it could be any better, what you don't like. So. Don't, don't ever put in a delete option. Kill all VMs. Okay. I thought about it. I thought it'd be a funny demo to do that with, uh, in like a cluster that was protected by like an image based recovery. And then have another intent that would go in and, and restore it all. <laughs> but just, just to without time. any directors in the audience, right? Right, right. Oh, um, uh, Graham is asking: Is the VMworld session going to be recorded? Uh, you tell me, Chris. Are is it? It's is a, it going to be a, it a done through, It's done through the V Brown Bike community, but it's an hour session on Thursday. Then I will be recording it. Then you will be recording it. Yes, Graham. It'll it'll be uh it, we we will have all kinds of we, we there there won't be the back and forth like this. I will be throwing tomatoes, but you won't see me. Um, Perfect. It's gonna be great fun. Cool. Not only is it gonna be recorded, but at least last year and all the previous years that I can remember, they've been live streamed, so you can watch them live as they happen too. Yes, that is correct. Still remain curious overall why my uh, why my post failed via via um, postman because that shouldn't I, I have happened. 
I could tell you were getting a little bit nervous. You're like, oh crap, is this going to be the, the, the first of many so begins, for this one? So, so yeah. it begins. So it begins. <laughs> no, fortunately, fortunately, ditch that. If anybody has any, any call outs on it, I'd love to hear it because it really shouldn't have a. Because essentially, if you look at the code for, for um, the actual code for the REST call, it's basically the same thing. So we've got headers here, we've got auth here. We got the URI endpoint. So unless I typed something wrong in up there, but I don't think I did. I got nothing. My my debugging hat is not being worn right now. Without uh, without looking deeper, my only answer would be did you try turning it off and back on again? Oh great. Great. Perfect. That's 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 total helpful. Thanks, <laughs> You're welcome. Reboot your laptop. Cool. Oh, uh, one last comment from Graham. Uh, if you want a free SSL cert, you can go to https slash slash letsencrypt.org. L-E-T-S-E-N-C-R-Y-P-T dot O-R-G. Yep, Let's Encrypt is great. I use, like I said before, I use Let's Encrypt on the cert for what I call Gideon, my my Python interface. Hmm. So. Cool. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, so. Comment so. from Moses. Uh, this is awesome. We appreciate your time and the knowledge. Likewise. Thank I you agree. for joining. <laughs> all, all nine of you, because two of you don't count. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. No, some people left. We actually got up to about 11. Um, but like I said, you know, it's it's all it's all the um, everybody that, yeah. that that watches this is watches it after the fact. Cool. Graham, what's uh what's up with the uh, what's up with the donation? Well, who's the lucky who's the lucky group this time? We had Julie pick last time. Uh, he, he's, he responded, good question. Uh, pick a he says, pick a deserving cause. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap that up in, in, uh, in, a, in an email after the fact. Um, okay. Cool. Mr. Mr. Hook, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah, yeah, I got this. So um, thank you, everybody, for joining us live and everybody that's watching later. If you have any questions, shoot them out to B Brownbag or Cody on Twitter. We can try to get those answered. Um, if you're at VMworld, try to attend some of the sessions and get some of the the learning live and in person and ask questions later. Um, but otherwise, I don't have any other housekeeping for this evening. So um, with that, we'll wrap it up. Yay, team. All right. So uh, I'm going to stop the recording here. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be on for, for a few minutes after recording is stopped. And uh, we can chat with you then if anybody needs anything else. Thanks for